of the morning to you, Cisa. You smoothie, me ice cold pizza. Cafe, ole, latte, da. You do the Zumba, but I do not. Give me like half a marathon. I'll give you the gospel of St. John. It's been like the wake up on. Cause we both know that it's mercy flows in the morning. Praise God. Praise God. Good morning, Father God. Good morning, Lord Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. And good morning, Tedline. This is the day that the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice in it and be glad. I am really excited this morning um, as most of you know by now I shut the speaker down of sorts I didn't really shut it down completely because uh, I got a lot of emails yesterday and a lot of people like the speaker So, I'm going to figure out how to um, continue with it. Of course, you know it's not free. So, I pay for it. And I, I, I have not deactivated it by any stretch of the imagination. But I am working on, you see, change is very important in life. And you must, as a um, representative and ambassador of Christ, you are called not only to keep up with change, but to be an innovator of change. And I kind of like that myself. I kind of like that. Because if you read the Bible, you'll see that God... um, The Bible says there's nothing new under the sun, but God gives us different uh, ways, innovative, creative ways to do things in order to be effective and successful in the time frame that we're working in or living in or the dispensation, uh, if I might use that terminology. Father God, I thank you this morning for your creativeness, creativity in each and every one of us that is filled with your own Holy Spirit. 
I thank you, God, for the good, good, good praise reports I'm hearing. And I thank you for the ones that are going to be good because they're in the process of change. And let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. I've been hearing a lot of stuff from a lot of you. And most of it is good. Some of it, God still got to tweak some of you a little bit. And God is still working on others of you uh, submitting to his plan. Some of us are a little slow in giving up our plan because I don't know why we think we know no more or better than God, but we don't. So it takes some of us, some of us get it faster than others of us. And I often say, God, am I that rebellious? Have I been that rebellious that it takes all this to get to me what you're trying to get to me? Because I I know. See, I know I'm not a finished product yet. I know God's still working on me. That's why you hear me play that song sometimes. Please be patient with me. God is not through with me yet. But some of you think you have arrived. I'm telling you. And others of you think that you can manipulate and control through your witchcraft. I'm going to address a little bit of that this morning. Because do you know, and I hope you're on here listening this morning. Now, I've been out here in this uh, battle of spiritual warfare, and and I'm a spirit war fighter. Any way you want to do it, in the natural or in the spirit, you want to fight. I don't don't, um, initiate any fights with anybody, but I know how to fight. Somebody had the nerve to send me See, I ain't moved and I ain't motivated by money either. They sent me a money order. And the money order was dressed. (laughs) I don't know if you know, when I say the money order was dressed, what I mean. So if you aren't familiar with the term dress, let me help you. They had put some of their stinking witchcraft on, um, they, they went and bought a money order. See, witchcraft is intentional. They bought a money order, put it in an envelope, and addressed it <clears throat> to me. They sent it to the P.O. box. They sent it to, yeah, to the P.O. box. They, did, they sent it from New Jersey. From New Jersey. And then they took their little witchcraft roots and oil and they dressed it up with the witchcraft uh, oil I don't know if they made the potion themselves or if they went and bought it 
So they spread it on the money order. And they mailed it to me. Now, let me tell you how God works with me. The money order came in a bunch of mail. And it came with some checks that were sent to me. So when when Brother Joe handed me the mail, I immediately discerned that there was something wrong with this mail. So I took it, I took the took the mail and I put it on my desk. And I said, Holy Spirit, which one of these is this? And my eyes went right to one. I said, let's open this first and get this out of the way. That was the one. I opened it up. I anointed my hands with all. I opened it up. But even before I opened it up, I could smell it. I could smell it. I smelled it. I opened it up. Immediately, something hit. It tried to hit my head. I said, "Uh uh-oh, this bad boy here is dressed. I took it out. I read who sent it. And then I said, this money order here, this is bad money. It had bad intentions. It will never be cashed. In my bank, it will never be mixed with my check. So I bound up the witchcraft. But you see, this was not, this was, this is sorcery. This was sorcery. So then I said, what do I do with this, Lord? I said, I can't, I can't spend it. I can't use it. And then as I began to talk to God, it tried to hit my head. I said, okay, God, what was this witchcraft sent to do to me? The Holy Spirit said it was sent to bring confusion in your mind. It was sent to bring chaos in your ministry. It was sent so that any money you get from this point on, you know that witchcraft, Erica, where they, where they put a hole in your purse? I said, yeah. He said, any money you got that was touched by this money, it was supposed to put a hole in your purse. So you weren't supposed to be able to keep any money. You weren't supposed to be able to get any money. And it was supposed to confuse your mind to make you go backwards. I said, oh, that's this stuff, huh? He said, yeah. He said, now, you know this. So I, I could smell it. I could smell it coming off the, off the money order. So I said, um, okay, God. So what I did is I tore the money order up and I eliminated it. I'm not going to tell you how I eliminated it. But I got rid of it because it was tainted, defiled, and that's what it was supposed to do to me. So I said, oh, man, don't want to play these games? Here's how, here's how I want to show you. Go to Acts chapter 13. Acts chapter 13. 
Start at verse uh, 1, and I'm going to end at um, my mom. verse maybe 12. But later on, when you get time, you read all of uh, uh, Acts chapter 13. But Acts chapter 13 says, Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simeon, that was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene, and Nanaean, which had been brought up with Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, now get this, the Holy Ghost said, separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed, and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. Make a mental note here. So they, being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, are you, are you with me? They, being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, they um, were called prophets, teachers, and the Bible says they ministered to the Lord, and the Holy Ghost, oh, the Holy Ghost obviously regularly spoke to them because it wasn't said as like it was a big thing. They just said, the Holy Ghost said, separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed, and laid their hands on them. They sent them away. We're talking about Barnabas and Saul. They sent them away for the work that the Lord, by virtue of his own Holy Spirit, had called them to. So it says, so they, being sent forth out of the Holy Ghost, departed into Seleucia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. And when they were at Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. And they had also John to their minister. And when they had gone through the Isle of Patmos, they found a certain sorcerer a false prophet, a Jew, whose name was Bar-Jesus, which was with the deputy of the country, Sergius Paulus, a prudent man who called for Barnabas and Saul. Now remember this, they were, they had been sent by order of the Holy Ghost. They had been separated for the work that the Holy Ghost was calling them to. So it said, and when they had gone through the Isle of Patmos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew, whose name was Bar-Jesus, 
which was with the deputy of the country, Sergius Paulus, a prudent man who called for Barnabas and Saul and desired to hear the word of God. But Elimus, the sorcerer, for so is his name by interpretation, it says, withstood them. This sorcerer withstood Barnabas and Saul, who had been sent on a direct mission by the Holy Ghost to do some work for the Lord. The Bible says the sorcerer withstood them, seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. In verse 9, then Saul, who also is called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him and said, O full of all subtlety and all mischief, thou child of the devil, thou enemy of all righteousness, will thou not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? I'm at verse 11. And now, behold, the hand of the Lord is upon thee, and thou shalt be blind, not seeing the sun for a season. And immediately there fell on him a mist and a darkness. And the sorcerer went about seeking some to lead him by the hand. Then the deputy, who the Holy Ghost had sent Barnabas and Saul to minister to in the first place, the deputy, when he saw what was done, believed, being astonished at the doctrine of the Lord. This is what I want to point out to you. The Bible says right here that as they were these prophets and teachers had come together and ministering to the Lord, the Holy Ghost spoke and said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And the prophets, when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on Barnabas and Saul, sent them out to do the work of the Lord. Now, I want you to see something here. Part of what the Holy Ghost had sent Barnabas and Saul to do was this. You mean to tell me that the Holy Ghost sent Barnabas and Saul to deal with a sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew whose name was Bar-Jesus? I want you to hear something this morning. Yes. Yeah. 
They were called to minister to Sergi and Paulus, and they were called to bring judgment. They were called to bring the wrath of God on the sorcerer. The Bible says, then Saul, who also is called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on the sorcerer and said to the sorcerer, O full of all subtlety and all mischief, he called them a child of the devil. He called them an enemy of all righteousness. He said, when will you stop perverting the right ways of the Lord? And then Paul, who was called Saul, who had been sent by the Holy Ghost to deal with this sorcerer, he said, and thou shalt be blind, not seeing the sun for a season. And immediately there fell on him a mist and a darkness. And he went about seeking some to lead him by the hand. The Bible says, Then the deputy, Sergius Paulus, when he saw what was done, when he saw what was done to the enemy of God, believed, being astonished at the doctrine of the Lord. It goes on to say they they left. After they finished the mission, after they finished the work, they left. They left. And you can finish reading Acts for yourself. I'm here to tell you something. Whoever you are that sent me that, first of all, I pray that you will come to salvation. But understand this. Until you do, I'm going to handle that witchcraft you sent me. You should not have done that. Because the intent of your heart was to harm me. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm telling you, you better repent. It didn't harm me. It didn't harm the people it touched coming through the mail. It didn't harm the deadline. But if I were you, I would repent. Because I am going to fight you tooth and nail. One of us is going to win, and one of us is going to lose, and it's not going to be me. Because I'm not on the losing side. I'm not with the losing team. I'm a winner in this here warfare called spiritual. You mess with the wrong person, or maybe you mess with the right person this time. I'm not going to tolerate it. So you better watch out. I'm gunning for you. Get saved and the war is over. Accept Jesus. Repent. The war is over. We don't have no. I, I don't know you. I don't have no battle with you. I don't know why you chose me. 
because you've been tricked and deceived. But I'm going to tell you this. You picked the wrong one this time. And this is not the first time you've done this. You've done it to other innocent ministers that were not able to discern this stuff. But the Holy Ghost identified it before I even opened the envelope. I'm glad it didn't get lost in the mail. I'm glad I got it. Because it's on now. I haven't had a good fight in a long time. But I am going to kick your butt for this. Now, if I'm offending some of you, you can get off. You're going to be sorry. You better repent. In the name of Jesus, I'm going to give you seven days to repent. If you don't repent and God doesn't show me, it's on. You will regret the fact that you tried to send me some dress money. See, I ain't moved by money. I tore your money up, and we discarded it like we know how to do with witchcraft. Money ain't my motivator. You are operating in a spirit of sorcery. You have a Jezebelic nature. You have a nature of destruction. But I'm so thankful that I have power over all your power in the name of Jesus by the power of his own Holy Ghost. Repent and turn around. Lay that stuff down. You've been taught foolishly. Not only have you been taught foolishly, but you've been taught you stupid if you think you can curse a man or a woman of God. It doesn't work. It will never work. The Bible says no man can curse what God has blessed. Repent and turn around. I'm going to not move. I've done what I had to do for seven days. I'm putting you up before God. And I'm asking God to reward you according to your works. I'm not playing and I'm nobody to play with. It didn't work. God exposed it. And I thank him for that. See, I know him as protector. I know him as keeper. I know him as the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. I know him as yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil because he is with me. And I know him. I know him. 
I know Jesus as. Behold, I give you power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm me. I know him. I know Jesus. I am in Christ Jesus. And that means all power in heaven, on earth, and under the earth is available to me against the schemes and the wiles and the defilement of the devil. You even put your address and your name. It might be false. I don't need it. Because the Holy Ghost knows where you live. The Holy Ghost knows who you are. And the Holy Ghost knows what you tried to do. But I'm here to tell you, it didn't work. It won't work. It will never work. Repent. You've been deceived. You never should have tried that. You got seven days. And I thank God for wisdom. I do. The reason I'm doing this, you witch, is because I love Jesus. And Jesus loves you. And he wants you saved. Repent. Repent because the devil is a liar. I get caught up in trying to be something I'm not to please everyone else. I look deep in the mirror to find everything that isn't right with myself. God only
saved his life. Understand something? God got some people with real power and real authority and real wisdom and knowledge how to overcome the works of the devil. Brothers and sisters, I think some people think this is a game or a joke. The reason I hate witchcraft is because witchcraft causes people to be dead. When a witch puts out a contract or something, they don't intend for you to be blessed. They don't intend for you to live if they can uh, trick you. And brothers and sisters, you don't have to be afraid of no witches. Are you serious? That witch better be afraid of the Holy Ghost. Because that witch was exposed. You got seven days to repent. I'm not going to do nothing. But I'm going to tell you this. God said, vengeance is mine, said the Lord. I will repay. So I'm just going to turn you over into the hands of God to reward you according to your word and according to his word. You got seven days to repent. And I'm not playing with you. Because, see, when you sent me that, you sent me some serious harm, if I fell for it. If if I didn't have those real authentic gifts of God's own Holy Spirit and use them. Having them don't mean nothing if you don't use them. But I use them every day, 24 hours a day. Brothers and sisters, as I said this morning, Paul was the prophet. The prophets were given a direct word from the Holy Spirit. Separate me, Paul. Separate me, Barnabas, for the ministry. You know what that ministry is? The ministry of an apostle. Because the Bible says Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. That's Ephesians 1 and 1. Now, this is what I want you to get. Paul, being an apostle of Jesus, not for Jesus. Whoa! Paul, being an apostle of Jesus is not by the will of man, but only by the will of God. And brothers and sisters, this includes all of God's fivefold ministry gifts to the church, to the body of Christ. The scripture says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Spiritual blessings from God. 
includes so much more than just physical and material blessings. And this is what you need to think about. God chose us in him before the foundation of the world, what? That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. We have not been chosen to live or to operate apart from Christ, but always in him. This is God's internal intention, established before the foundation of the world, that we are to be holy because the Bible says, for without holiness, no man shall see the Lord, much less be with him throughout eternity. That's in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. The Bible says, having predestinated us to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. That's found over there in Romans chapter 8, verse 29. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. The Bible says that God has made us accepted in the beloved. Accepted in the beloved. God is seeking an even greater manifestation of his power. And why? So that we would be accepted in the beloved Christ Jesus, his son. Brothers and sisters, humble yourself. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Why? In order to be led by his own Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, you will never achieve in Christ without being completely dependent on him. You see, the greatest test you're going to encounter, they're not going to come during adversity, but they come during prosperity. You see, prosperity causes some people to lose the sensitivity, sorry, to the sin in their life. Adversity motivates us to righteousness. Prosperity many times causes us to fall into a satisfaction and a confidence that is based on your prosperity or that prosperity rather than on God. Example, King Hezekiah, he was a great godly king. He was faithful, God-honoring king most of his life. But when prosperity came toward the end, he became proud. But God wanted to find out if he would still honor him. God wanted to know if he would still recognize his blessings in his life. And guess what? Hezekiah failed the test. 
when God sent an envoy to his palace to inquire about a miracle that God performed on behalf of Hezekiah. The test was designed to find out if Hezekiah would publicly acknowledge the miracle performed on his behalf. You see, when those envoys were sent out by the rulers of Babylon to ask the king about the miraculous sign that occurred in the land, God left Hezekiah to test him and to know what? Everything that was in his heart. Second Chronicles 32:31. Hezekiah's failure resulted in his children failing to carry on as rulers of Israel and the nation be taken over by Babylon. The lesson of Hezekiah is clear. If we are to remain faithful to the Lord, we must remain steadfast in our obedience to the Lord. Prosperity can be your greatest test. It can be your greatest test. My word to you this morning, don't fail the test. Don't fail the test. This lady thought, this lady thought <laughs> I would be so, be, be so motivated by money and so ignorant of the things of God that she could be used to bring great devastation. She could destroy it. No, brother. You know what First Chronicles 29, 17 says? I know, my God, that you test the heart and are pleased with integrity. God allows his children to be tested to know what's in their heart. God's desire for each of his children is to walk in relationship with him, to uphold his righteousness and his integrity. You know what the eternal purpose of God is in Christ Jesus? One of the eternal purposes of God is that a people grow up into the fullness of his son in all things and in all areas of their life. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 15. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head even Christ Jesus. What can I say? But this. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ makes the whole body fit together perfectly. And when each part is working properly, it makes the body grow so that it fills itself up in love. When men and women try to fit the body of Christ together, it will never fit perfectly. The parts won't work properly, and it will not be built up in love. Only our Lord and Savior can fit his body, the church, together perfectly and make each part work perfectly 
I want to tell you something. Every member of the body of Christ is necessary. All ministry, hear me this morning, must come by God's own Holy Spirit sent down from heaven. But it is not possible unless the minister is full of God's own Holy Spirit, except the minister is led by God's own Holy Spirit, except the minister is powered by God's own Holy Spirit and anointed by God's own Holy Spirit, just as Jesus was. Jesus said that the same works that he did and greater works we would do. You can't outdo Jesus. That's stupid. But Jesus said, whatever you do is supposed to be by total dependence upon God's own Holy Spirit, which dwells in you. And don't think you know God so much that you know what he's doing. Mm-mm. Because the Holy Ghost, God, said, separate me out, Barnabas and Saul, for the work, for the ministry that I have for them to do. And that was to deal with a sorcerer that day. Brothers and sisters, God wants you to do life big in him, by him, through him, of him, for him, in righteousness and integrity. God wants you to understand he has your back. He calls it your rear reward. Ain't nothing going to creep up on you. Ain't nothing going to harm you unless you allow him. God wants you to do life big in him. Big. Because we serve a big God. Yo, we're just there for do it and do life big. You see me? I got to slow down. Stop for a second. Take a look around.
great and mighty is our God. Mighty to save you which is mighty to save you. Repent. Repent. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. Touch not mine anointed and do my prophet no harm. It's the word of God. Repent before it's too late. This is Erica Shepherd coming to you from under an open heaven in Dalton, Georgia. Jesus Believers Church. <clears throat> Home of the deadline. Great and mighty is our God. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Brothers and sisters, you cannot let the devil steal from you. Anything. Nothing. Because that's what he used witches to do. Stop those witches. Stop them. We're in a time of restoration, reconciliation. They done gone crazy. But they ain't seen crazy. Think they have. They ain't seen crazy. They're about to. God said, separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work I have them to do. What was that work? Destroy a sorcerer. How much sorcery can you do blind? You can't see how to mix your potions. You can't see how to do nothing. Repent. Repent. That's all you got to do. Repent in the name of Jesus. This is love talking to you. Because in my flesh, I want something else to happen to you. But God loves you. He wants to see you saved. Living in a miracle, candles on my vehicle, eight nights, gonna shine invincible, no longer be the visible, born through the struggle, keep on moving through all this hustle, head up, head down, through all of the bustle, New York City wanna flex your muscle, look so down, look so puzzled, hot around your fire through all the rubble, down to stumble and fall, but my strength comes out the man at all. Away your tears and your sorrow, sunrise in the sky. Like an arrow, no need to worry, no need to cry. Light up your mind, no longer be blind. Him who 
searches will find Leave your problems behind You will shine like a fire in the sky What's the reason we're alive? The reason we're alive I stumble and fall But my strength comes not from man at all Bound to stumble and fall But my strength comes not from man at all Do you When your broken heart yearns to be free 